but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. I love this, this confidence that David has. You know, you, you can tell that he is 100% sure of the things he's speaking about. He knows that God saves his anointed. He knows that God will deliver him. He knows that God is there. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate being unsure of something. Right. Yeah. I hate uncertainty. The number one driver of the stock market is not necessarily prosperity, it's uncertainty. Because when things are uncertain, that's when you see things going up and down and crazy because people hate it when they don't know what's going to happen. People hate it when they don't know what's going on. I love when I'm able to be confident of something. I love being certain. Uh, it's hard to trust in God if we're not certain that God is there. It's hard to trust that God's way works if we're not sure God is real or not. You know, uh, we can hear a lot of things that can make us doubt. I personally have many, many friends and family members who are hardcore atheists. Mm -hmm. And they just do not believe that there is a God. They, they do not believe that there's some supernatural power uh, controlling all this. And they are confident of it. And they post things on Facebook and, and they say all kinds of things. And a lot of their arguments can be pretty persuasive if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. And I can read that stuff and I can hear that stuff and I can start to doubt, you know, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe there isn't a God, you know? There's a lot of very intelligent arguments that say that we're just the product of random mutations played out gradually over millions of years. Mm -hmm. And some of those arguments make a lot of sense sometimes. And then on the flip side, I can hear a lot of unintelligent arguments by a lot of people who claim to be Christian oh, that oh. do horrible things mm. in the name of Christianity, right, that's true. that promote racism mm. in the name of Christianity, mm. that promote you know uh, violence in the name of Christianity, mm. that promote oppression in the name of Christianity. And I can feel like, do I really want to associate myself yeah. with those people? All right. yeah. Do Come I really on. want to be on that side of things? Mm. And I can start to doubt, is this real? Is this, is this really what I want to believe? And is, is it real if so much Horrible things can be done in the name of this. It right. cannot really be possible. So sometimes I can doubt, and it's hard for me to know, and it's hard for me to have the confidence that David has when he's reading this verse and he's writing this prayer that he knows mm. that God is there, that he will deliver. Well, Mark. So sometimes I have to examine the evidence, and sometimes I have to remind myself of why I believed almost you know, over 20 years now uh, ago that I, that I do believe that God is real and I should trust in him. You know, uh, David in this psalm is certain because he's seen things. He's seen things, he's seen God work in his life. He saw David fall at his hands with nothing but a slingshot. You know, he's seen, you know, uh, Saul, uh, you know, waiting and trusting, even though it seemed like Saul was gonna be in power forever and continue to rule in an unrighteous way, he saw God take Saul out and David rise to power and be patient. You know, he's seen the evidence. I, if I stop, and look back on my life, I've seen evidence of God working yeah. in my life. Yep. I've seen prayers answered. I've seen people turn from violent lifestyles to becoming teddy bears now. <laughs> one of my best friends in the church, you know, I, I was hanging out with him when I was first getting to know him, and one of the most generous guys you'll ever meet, super, you know, friendly, you know, he's got this big smile, 
And the more I got to know him, he started telling me what he was like before he became a Christian. Mm. And he told me one time he got so mad at a guy in traffic that he put his fist through the guy's windshield. And I was like, teddy bear you? <laughs> Punch through a windshield? Wow. But that's, you know, I, I believe that's the evidence of God. That's the power of yes. God. I've seen the fruits of, spirit, of the spirit in my life. Mm. And there's other evidence too. There's archeological evidence, historical evidence, philosophical evidence. And although some people have come to different conclusions, I believe there's scientific evidence that points to a creator. I don't have time to go through all of it, but right now, really briefly, I love the, the concept of intelligent design. Mm. I, I think it is so amazing. And basically what it says in a nutshell is when you look at creation and you look at all that's around us, and even something as simple as the fact that what I breathe out, carbon dioxide, is what plants need to, to survive. They need carbon dioxide. And what they get rid of is waste is what I need to breathe. Mm. They get rid of oxygen. Awesome. When you look at how interdependent all of creation is and how, how it all works together, it's high, intelligent design says it's highly improbable that it could all come about randomly as, as naturalists sometimes suggest. Just to illustrate this really quick, because uh, you would need a lot of coincidences mm -hmm. to happen for it to happen randomly, okay? Mm. So just to, for example, I'm sorry to do this to you, but if all the males here, because just stand up real quick. All the, if you're a male, go ahead and stand up. <laughs> okay, so wow, right? I, what a coincidence. There's a lot of males here. Uh, but that's not really that impressive because generally speaking, there's only two variables, okay? So now remain standing if your name is Josh. If your name is Josh, remain standing. Whoa, what a coincidence, right? So we've got one, two, three, four, Five, six, he's cheating because he's being a spoiled sport, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that, that's, now that's, that's a, a pretty impressive coincidence out of a group this size to have that many Joshes, that's pretty impressive, but Josh is a common name, okay? So let's say, remain standing if your name is Josh Clark. Good job, Josh. Hey, all right. <laughs> all right, so Josh, you can sit down. So what you see there is the more specific I got, the less likely it was to have a coincidence, mm. the more specific you get. Now, the counter argument to that is, okay, yes, it's rare, and yes, it may be improbable, but it's not impossible. You know, even though things are highly unlikely, they still happen every once in a while. For example, we just witnessed in Massachusetts the largest uh, individual winning of the Mega Ball, uh, the Powerball lottery. Yes, she won like $700 million or something wow. like that, right? The odds of her winning were one in 292 million. Wow. Okay, so that's a big number. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty improbable, okay? Yeah. But it still happened. So coincidences do happen. So naturalists and evolutionists will say, well, see, people do win the lottery. So even though it's improbable, there's still a chance that this could all come about randomly. Now, that's true. And that, that's interesting that your coincidences do happen. That is true. But what you have to understand is what if the same woman who just won the Powerball in Massachusetts, what if she won it next month? And the month after that? Mm. And the month after that? Mm -hmm. Because that's really what we're talking about. It's not just one coincidence happening, it's several coincidences happening over and over that's and right. over Good again point. to the same thing, yeah. okay? So to illustrate that, let's have it, let's do it again just to make sure I'm not cheating, okay? Yeah. Let's have all the males stand up, sorry guys. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now remain standing if your name is Josh. 
All right, we still got a lot of Josh's standing, so let's let's get another specific coincidence, okay? Remain standing uh, if you like musical theater. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a guy in the fence. All right, all right, all right. All right, not bad. All right, now let's get let, let's narrow it down even more. Remain standing if you had an egg white omelet for breakfast. No way. Are you serious? You guys are gonna ruin my illustration, you know that. All right, all right, uh, all right. Remain standing if the last picture you took on your phone is of John Markowski. No. Are you serious? All right, wait, come up here, come up here, come up here. I don't know if I believe it. Come up here. John Markowski is Elvis. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. It's been a while. Yeah, no way. Get out of here. John Markowski is Elvis. That is crazy. What? All right, wait, guys, come here. I don't, I don't believe this. Wait. All right, remain standing if you're wearing candy corn socks. Oh, what? <laughs> wait a minute. Come on. This is ridiculous. You guys live together? Yeah. This is weird. All right, remain standing if you have a light-up duck cupcake in your pocket. Come on! Come on! That is ridiculous! All right, all right, I got one, I got one. I, can, I know you don't have it in this comment because I can see what you're wearing right now. Remain standing if you have a Hufflepuff hipster shirt on. No! Get! Uh, well, thank, thanks a lot, guys. You just, no, wait. You ruined the illustration. Like I, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Just by show of hands, how many think this was all a coincidence? All right, how, how many think this was planned out? All right, all right, thank you, guys. You can sit down, all right. You're very smart people. You see, the more specific you get, the more unlikely it is that a coincidence like that would happen. But for life to happen on this planet, there are so many specific variables that would have had to happen at the exact right moment, at the exact right temperature, at the exact right distance from the sun, at the exact right gravitational constant. There are so many coincidences that would have all had to line up randomly in order for life to exist the way we see it now. So it's not impossible. Mathematically, anything is possible. It's not impossible, but it's highly, highly improbable. Mm. And you have to ask yourself, if you believe it happened that way, you're totally entitled to believe that, but it, it takes just as much faith, if not more faith, to believe it happened by coincidence, yeah. all those things lining up, as it does to believe that someone may have planned that. You know, and actually there's a, a very famous astro astronomer who calls himself an atheist by the name of Fred Hoyle, who said this. He said, a common sense interpretation of the facts suggests that a super intellect has monkeyed with the physics as well as chemistry and biology, and that there are no blind forces worth speaking about in nature. The numbers one calculates from the facts seem to me so overwhelming as to put the conclusion almost beyond question. Here's a guy who he, he made a major discovery in science, he's an astronomer, and he said when he looks at all of the things that would have had to happen, he just feels like it's so unlikely 
that it happened randomly, that it had to have, it looks as if somebody's monkeyed with the physics. It looks mm. as if someone's, you know, tweaked it so that life could exist. Yeah. So, and there's lots of other evidence. That's just one of the ones that I like, but I encourage you to check it out. If you ever have doubts about whether there is a God, investigate it. Yes. Ask some of those questions and see what's out there. Because I think there's a lot of arguments and there's a lot of evidence pointing you to the fact that he is there. Now, there's a difference between knowing he's there and trusting that he cares. Yeah. And trusting that his way is the right way of doing things. You know, trusting is hard. Trusting people is hard. Yeah. And you can see people. Imagine trying to trust someone you can't see. Imagine trying to trust someone you, you don't hear speaking to you physically. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to trust because of my pride. You know, I can think, I got this. I don't need any help. And I, I want the credit of getting this right on my own. My wife and I were talking this morning about a time when we were uh, in Staten Island and the soap dish fell off the wall in the bathroom. And she was like, you know, you really should fix that. And I was like, yeah, I know. And, and I'm sorry, I don't want to tell that story. I want to tell a different story. There was a time in the bathroom. <laughs> That's a different sermon. Uh, where I had to switch out the wallpaper in the bathroom. And, I, and again, I was like, I got this, no problem. I know what I'm doing. So I, I start scraping it and she's like, I think you're gonna need a steamer to get that off. It's really old and the glue is really stuck on there. So I was like, all right, fine. Go to Home Depot and I get a steamer. What I didn't know at the time was that I bought an industrial strength steamer. Uh -huh. But I got this. I'm a man. I can take care of my house. So even though I've never used it before, and even though I, I, I've never you know, done, the, done this process before, I know what to do. So I plug it in and I start steaming the wallpaper and nothing's coming out. Or, or the wallpaper's not coming off, so I, I crank it up all the way and I start really steaming it. I'm like, I'm gonna make this wallpaper come off. So I, I, I really steam it up for a good long time. And then I go to get the scraper and I go to scrape the wallpaper off and the scraper goes right through the wall. Oh no. And all of a sudden the wall just starts melting before me and caving in. I'm like, oh honey. <laughs> And I left, the steamer was too powerful and it literally like melted the wallboard. Oh my God. So instead of just asking for help and asking for input and admitting that maybe I can't do this on my own, I ended up costing us a lot more money because I had to hire somebody to come in. A friend of mine had to come in and help us out and we had to replace the entire wall instead of just the wallpaper. So sometimes pride can make it hard to trust. You know, uh, sometimes fear can make it hard to trust. You know, I always think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he's about to be taken away to the cross. And the, the disciples are freaked out because they don't understand how this could be part of the plan. Yeah. They don't understand how their leader dying yeah. could possibly lead to anything good. So they take matters into their own hands. And Peter, because he's afraid and he doesn't understand how this could be the plan, actually picks up a sword and cuts a guy's ear off, cuts the soldier's ear off that's coming to take Jesus away. He resorts to violence because he sees a great injustice happening. And he feels like somebody's gotta do something. But Jesus is like, that's not the way to do this. And it was so hard for him to trust that that wasn't the way to take action. But you know, that's what he's asking them to do. Sometimes it's hard for me to trust because God's timing is not my timing. And God's, God's taking way too long for my comfort. You know, I was visiting with my mom this week and she told me this amazing story. We were just talking about the lottery, right? My grandmother, according to my mom, uh, her husband, my grandfather passed away uh, when my mom was very young. And my grandmother claims that she one night had a dream where her husband came to her in the dream 
and told her to play the lottery and play these certain numbers. So every week, my grandmother would go to the grocery store and play these numbers over and over and over again, and nothing ever happened. And then one day, uh, my grandma calls my mom and says, Chrissy, guess what? I just won the lottery. And my mom was like, oh, that's amazing. And my grandmother was like, no, not really. I didn't have a ticket. And my mom was like, what? What are you talking about? Well, the line was too long. Uh, and I was like, well, what's the point? I'm not gonna do it. And my mom was like, it's fine, mom. You, you probably only won 20 or 30 bucks. And she was like, no, no, Chrissy, you don't understand. All my numbers came up. Oh. And she was like, what? And she told my aunt and my aunt was furious. Like, <laughs> what did you do? We were gonna split that money. How did you do that to us? But she didn't do, she totally missed out on the winnings because the line was too long mm. and she would have had to wait all that time. You know, and I think sometimes spiritually speaking, I end up missing out on God's blessings because the line's too long. Yeah. Mm. Because I can feel like the way he's asking me to do this is gonna take too much of my time right. oh. or it's gonna be too difficult or it's gonna be too inconvenient or it's, it's gonna make me look weird in front of my friends yeah. or, it's, or it's gonna be uncomfortable and I might get made fun of or mocked or persecuted if I, if I do it this way or I might get mistreated if I do it this way. And that line seems too long and too inconvenient and I end up missing out on this blessing God's trying to give me because I'm not willing to wait. You know, when we don't trust God, we put our trust in other things. You know, the, the Psalm says that David talks about here, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the Lord. You know, he says chariots and horses because at that time, that was what gave you power. Yep. One of the reasons that Pharaoh was looked at is so strong and so powerful is they had the horses, they had the chariots. But nowadays we can replace horses and chariots with lots of other things because we can trust in those things instead of trusting in God. We can trust in popularity. We can trust in likes on Instagram. We can trust in views on YouTube. We can trust in the number of zeros in our salary. We can trust in our job title. We can trust in our physical appearance. We can trust in politics. We can trust in laws and policies. We can put our trust in strength. Mom. And there's nothing wrong necessarily with any of those things. There is some good that can come out of some of those things. And we need some of those things, okay? But there is a limit to what those things can do. And those things may get you by for a while, but eventually they're going to fall short. If you put all your trust and hope in those things, eventually you're gonna be disappointed. Mm. Eventually you will fall. You know, people put all their effort into their job and their career, and they work so hard at trying to climb the ladder. And then all of a sudden, boom, a financial crisis will hit and there's cutbacks. And through no faults of your own, you get laid off. People put all this effort into being good looking and they wanna have the perfect body shape and the perfect skin complexion and the perfect haircut. And you do all this stuff, but then you end, you end up finding out sometimes, sometimes even that doesn't make you happy. Because just changing the outside doesn't deal with what's going on on the inside. Right. You ever had a friend who's more attractive than you yeah. say that, oh, I feel so fat. <laughs> I'm like, you feel fat? I must be a whale then. I mean like. <laughs> But that's because what's on the outside doesn't always fix what's on the inside. Right. And we put so much uh, strength in that. We think if, if only, if only, then I would be happy, but it's not true. We work, we put all this effort and energy into trying to change policies and politics and political leaders 
only to find out that in the next election cycle, all the effort you put in gets taken away by the next party. Yep. Now, I, and again, I'm not saying not to, you know, put it, we need laws. I'm glad that laws exist. I don't want to live in a society with no laws or anarchy, but it's fleeting. Mm -hmm. And that power that we put so much faith in goes up and down. It's a yo-yo like anything else. Yep. And this isn't just an Old Testament problem. This was a New Testament problem. You'd think after seeing Jesus himself walk the earth, perform miracles, and raise from the dead, right. you would think people would stop trusting in themselves. But that's not the case. Paul had to write the Galatians in uh, chapter 3, verse 1. He says, you foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Mm. They were going back to trying to base their relationship with God based on what they were doing, if they were circumcised or not, if they were following the law or not. And we can do the exact same thing now. We can start trying to base our relationship with God based on if we're doing well spiritually or not. Is if there's ever a time where you could do well enough to earn yourself to heaven. As if you could ever read your Bible enough or invite enough people out to church or, or serve enough poor people or, or deny yourself enough to somehow earn your room in heaven. It's, it's ridiculous. I fall into this trap all the time of relying on my performance and my efforts and my talent instead of relying on God. And when I fail, then my self-worth fails. Then my happiness fails then my security fails. Again, he says, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees, but we rise up and stand firm. You see, it's like this. When we try to rely on horses and chariots, when we try to rely on ourselves instead of relying on God, if this is our life, then we've got to put all this effort into keeping our life up. And I've got to keep tapping it if I want to keep it up in the air. So I've got to do all the right things at work. And I've got to be perfect in every audition. And I've got to make sure I never say anything wrong or my wife is going to punch me in the face. <laughs> I've got to make sure that I have the perfect quiet time or else I might not stay close to God. And I've got to make sure that I, I never, you know, in a picture with my kids, oh. I fall. My life pops because it all depends on me. But it's much different when you rely on God. When you fill yourself up with God, when God is inside you, you can stay up, oh, unless God falls over. But now I'm a lot less stressed. I'm a lot less frantic. My hands are free to maybe help someone else stay up because God is keeping me up right now. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, hardship might come. The wind might blow me over. Somebody might try to get me down and I'll stay down for a while, but God rises me back up and I can stand firm. We've got to put our trust in God. We've got to rely on God. I, we still need to do our best at work. We still need to do our best in every aspect of life. I'm not saying that it's a passive relationship where we just sit back and don't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I still need to make sure I'm connected to God. I'm filling up with God. I still need to try my best. But the times where I'm not strong enough 
and I can't do it on my own. That's the time that I need to admit that I need God. That's the time that you need to admit that you cannot do this on your own. Let go of your pride. Stop trying to do it yourself. Let go of your fear. Let stop, stop running away from God's way because you think it might be too hard or too inconvenient or too difficult. Let him fill you up. Rely on him and you will rise up and stand firm. Amen? Amen. The cross was one of the hardest times to trust God and know that he was there because it looked like everything was falling apart. It looked like the whole plan was just going downhill. They were taking him away to be crucified. But that was the time they had to believe him the most. That was the time they had to trust him the most and trust his way of doing things the most. So as we take this bread and as we take this juice that represents that moment, that represents that sacrifice that he made, and as we reflect on the turmoil in our world right now and all the craziness going on right now, it can be so hard to trust that God is there. It can be so hard to trust that God's way is gonna work. But let's, let's remember that moment and let's remember that he is there, that he does care, and we can put our trust in him, and he's gonna get us through these hard times Amen. if we rely on him instead of relying on ourselves. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much that we get to rely on you and that it doesn't all depend on us. Because if it depended all on us, we would fail and our lives would just explode. Uh, I, I pray that you can uh, help us to trust in you right now. Uh, please, we ask that you'll be with the people in Texas yes. that are going through this storm. Uh, and I pray that we can be a light there and that hope can help and that uh, you can find ways for us to help out, but also just help us to rely on you and call out to you during this time. Uh, please be with the divide in our country. And I pray that you can help us heal and help us to rely on you and choose your way, which is to love Amen. and to serve uh, and not do things our way. Um, God, we love you so much and thank you for the cross. Uh, and it was the ultimate way of providing for us. When we, when we fall short, your sacrifice is what provides us a way to be with you forever and to have every sin we've ever committed forgiven completely. Uh, we love you so much and help us to remember that as we take the bread and the juice right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. amen.